Yo, yo, what's going on? Today is March 17th, 2020, and just chilling in my room, feeling really angry. Just, I get into these modes where I get like super pissed off. And reason being is I'm so focused on what I want to accomplish. And it's so frustrating because I want the end result so bad. And the thing is, it's just like as I'm moving more and more into this entrepreneurship journey, I'm learning more and I feel like I'm a baby all over again. There's this whole different world. It's not as simple in black and white as I think. And as I mentioned in a previous podcast, everybody's an expert. Everybody thinks they know exactly what to do to help you make your first million dollars in a business. And everybody has an opinion. And everybody wants to just thrust their opinion onto you and do their best to help you out. And sometimes their opinions don't fit within your business model. Not only that, but some people feel the need to give business advice when they don't even have a fucking business. On top of that, there's another layer where you go, you're going to war with yourself every single day. Every single day, you got to force yourself to sit down, have the discipline, do the unpleasant tasks, do the tasks that you don't feel like doing and making it happen. And sometimes you lose that fucking battle. Sometimes you succumb to your emotions. Sometimes, you, and it's hard to find a balance. It's hard to find a balance between like how far can, should, like, can I push myself? So it's like also at the same time listening to my body and thinking, it, is it wise to just push through all the way? Because I, I'm like sprinting into every single day and I'm like trying to find a difference between, okay, what, what's a healthy amount of breaks to take and like, and when, what kind of breaks should I take so that I don't slip up for the rest of the day and catch momentum in the opposite direction where it's harder for me to get back on the horse. That's another reason why I'm so hesitant to actually force myself to take a break because I'm afraid of going off of the deep end and finding myself just indulging in leisure and next thing you know, I lose that day. A lot of people think that I'm this really happy and cheery guy and I am. Most of the time when I'm talking to people, I am the happy and cheery guy. But when I am by myself and I'm working I'm very focused and I'm and I'm actually like fueled by anger. I don't know why I am angry. It's just I feel this I think I just have this I I get so frustrated because I, I, I have to stomp out that bitch voice in my head every day. I have to fucking stomp it out every single day. And it never shuts up. I, that, there's that that voice that says, Oh, like, chill out, relax, be lazy. And every single day, I have to fight that motherfucker. And as I mentioned, sometimes I lose. And I hate that. I hate it 100%. And also, a big thing I really dislike are lazy people. And and it's not necessarily the people themselves because sometimes they can't help themselves. And sometimes they don't know what they don't know to overcome their laziness. And they're not even aware that there is another level that they can take full. We can take life by the horns and make something happen. Some of them don't know that. So I sometimes I can't I can't blame them. However, 
the big when I look at somebody and I am disgusted by a specific person, I feel disgusted because the laziness that I see them embodying and seem to be okay with is a laziness that I hate within myself. So I'm really seeing a direct reflection of a part of myself that I hate. And I'm projecting that onto this person. Sometimes these people can be friendly and, and, and you know easy to get along with. But I can't bring myself to feel okay with associating myself with somebody that seems okay with taking the path of least resistance day in and day out and doesn't have a care in the world for at least on the surface level for improving themselves and making something happen. But then again, I told, like I said, some people don't know what they don't know. Some people are just asleep and that's it. A lot of people, they also develop coping mechanisms to deal with this internal pressure and tension that they feel day in and day out from just like everyday life. And to them, doing what they do, smoking weed, drinking alcohol, playing video games, for them, that addiction is a solution to the inner tension that they feel within themselves. So they can't help it. It's not like maybe sometimes they don't even want to do it. But addiction is a solution. And I know what that's like because I struggled that. I struggled with that myself. Addicted to weed. Addicted to um, just like other other shit. I don't, I don't know, whatever else ever comes to mind, but just it, it's it's frustrating. And another thing that sucks is because I've developed this, I guess, reputation amongst my family, amongst my friends. Whenever I get into the serious mode and I don't want to talk to anybody, and I'm focused, it seems like something's wrong. And I get it. People want to be there for me. But sometimes I just want to be in my own world. I want to do my own thing. And I want people to get out of my way. Let me do what I got to do so I can make something happen for myself. I'm frustrated. I'm angry. Let me be here with myself. And let me work to resolve this on my own. Sometimes I have to go through this battle by myself. And sometimes I need somebody. And in those moments, then that's when I, I, you know, I got to do a better job as far as being aware. But I do go out and I talk to somebody and to just work things through. But today's one of those days where I feel very, I just feel very angry just because I'm just so focused and I am just sick and tired of being in the situation that I'm in. I'm so ready to launch into the life of my dreams. I got to be patient. I have a couple courses that I'm enrolled in that I still got to I still got to apply the knowledge of the courses that I that I that I'm taking. And on top of that, I'm building out something for my Morning Hustlers thing, Morning Hustlers 2.0 that launches in 3 days and made some progress but when i look at it it's like oh yeah you did that but i'm never i'm i can never f- be satisfied it's like oh there's you can still do more for the day 
you can still do more. You lost that battle earlier, and that's why you didn't do as much as you wish you did. And it's frustrating. There's a part of me that I'm, I'm not I'm not necessarily a perfectionist, but I do want to be as close to perfect as possible. And I don't let perfectionism like like hold me back and serve as a way to procrastinate because a lot of people want things to be perfect and because of that they tend to procrastinate on things and and i'm working on that i do have a little bit of that where i do put things off you know i do procrastinate because i know i have to put in a lot of work and it's like you're at the bottom of a mountain and you're looking up like i gotta i gotta tackle this big ass thing but also i know that life is how you look at it I know there's a couple, there's two sides, right? I can look at the situation that I have and, and I can look at the bo- the positive side, which is I did make some progress today. Even though it wasn't as much as I'd like, I still took some steps in moving towards making my dreams come true and thinking, you know, a year ago I was working at LA Fitness and walking up to people in parking lots, walking into small businesses and talking to just random people out and about about getting a gym membership. If you were to take me from one year ago and told me that one year from now or one year from then, I would be in the midst of having my own business and I'm waking up at 3.50 every single day and every single day people join a call where I motivate them and I give some kind of pragmatic tip or solution to help them overcome their problems. If you told that to myself one year ago, I would be ecstatic. I would not stop smiling for days on end. So sometimes you got to take some time. And this is me talking to myself. Take some time to put things into perspective. Because when we're in, we're in the shit. When our head is down and we're in the weeds, it's hard to zoom out for a little bit, look at the timeline, and really be grateful for what you're doing because you got to make the process addicting some way, somehow. And by making something addicting, you got to reward yourself. You got to make sure your brain's getting that hit of dopamine. So... That's what's going to keep you moving forward because if you go in to your days every single day and it's this shit show and it sucks and it's like a, you feel like you crash and burn every day and you don't have that empathy for yourself, it's going to be a really, really rocky road. Today in my Morning Hustlers, I talked about taking some time to reflect And today I decided just to go balls to the wall, just work my, you know what? I I've been doing enough reflection during the week. Let's take today to go all out. But today especially is a day where I need that the most. And Stephen Covey's books, seven habits of highly effective people. His sixth habit is sharpen the salt. I may be wrong. I think I believe it's a six habit. And 
I believe Abraham Lincoln said some kind of variation of this. Again, the quote is a little butchered because I don't know exact times that he said, but it is along these lines. If he said, if you gave me six hours to chop down a tree, I'd spend the first four hours sharpening the saw. And think about that. Let's say Abraham Lincoln went in right away and just like without sharpening a saw and just try to, you know, just bam, 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 just sawing down this tree, try to get it to go down. You might make some progress, but maybe around hour two, hour three, the the, uh, the blade will be dull. And then you just keep spinning your wheels. You just keep going and you're not making progress because the, 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 the saw is dull. So you got to go back and you got to sharpen your saw. I like to relate recovery to that. Sharpen your saw. Go back. Just, you know, take it easy. And then get back after it. Once the saw sharpened. So, uh, I am feeling better. Now that I'm talking about this. I'm talking it through. Not feeling so angry. But I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what another win is. I had a big win. The past few days, I decided to cut out meat, um, staying true to it, you know, resisting like these unhealthy foods. We got pizza and there's like pepperoni. There's one with sausage and I didn't have a single slice. And then this morning, brother-in-law makes some like sausage McMuffins. Didn't even have any of it. I ate some oatmeal, or as the Brits will call it, porridge. Some porridge. I think that's a better name for oatmeal, to be honest with you. Uh, oatmeal's like, that's oh, uh, whatever, but porridge? Damn, like, bro, you have some porridge? So I had some porridge, and then I, you know, got, got along with my day. I don't know, did, what else did I have? I also, I've been eating these bowls with, like, white rice, black beans, salsa, guacamole sour cream with some chips oh my god it's like a chipotle burrito without the meat bomb as hell i didn't know black beans were that bomb you ever had black beans before like when you take oh my god i've been getting pinto this whole time had no idea that black beans has so much potential you know what i'm saying so anyway it's sunday and you know, got a got a, a a brand new week. Got Morning Hustles 2.0 launching. Got to you know create some Instagram posts tonight to market it, and um, gotta just boom, just tie in some loose screws. Just finish up some emails. Make sure everything's integrated. Make sure everything looks good. Everything's the system was working uh, nice and nice and fine, and then um, getting everything started. I'm I'm excited. I'm nervous, and. We'll see where the, where this takes me. <laughs> Check this out. My book, Traffic Secrets by Russell Brunson, is going to be coming in tomorrow. So it's like perfect timing because once I get my system down, once I get the engagement, I can you know move away from that a little bit, take the, the my foot off the gas in that way, and start putting my foot on the gas towards another way, which is figuring out how to bring in traffic and how to you know get more people to my page so that they can sign up and become a morning hustler and just jam pack it. Right now, I'm averaging like 20 to 25 people per meeting. 
How awesome would it be to start averaging 250, 500 people per meeting to the point where uh, I'm going to have to like mute everybody and I would have to be the one speaking. And then eventually, as we get to like a thousand, couple thousand, it's going to be webinar style where you join the you join our the webinar every single day and I give a 10 minute speech. I'm very active with, with the chat. And then, you know, that process is nice and automated. It's, it doesn't require too much of my time. The group holds each other accountable. It's a very strong community. And then um, after that, I can start focusing on other things like my high status mastermind with Yasmina. Start planning out some 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 dates in terms of where we're going to speak live. And that's probably going to come in the next year, in the next 12 months, we'll probably be hosting some live events, maybe where it's nice and cheap because, well, I don't know, because she's actually going to be, she actually got into like the number one science school in the UK, which is really awesome. And they have like a really big, strong entrepreneurship program there. And it's just a one year master's program. So she's going to be working on that. And I know she's really busy. So we'll probably do a couple launches between now and next year. Then she can really, really focus on entrepreneurship. I really, um, I'm really just like respectful on the fact that she's taking the time to get her degree. That's something that, to be honest with you, even though it, I don't really need it right now, right? Because people care more about like the results. And as I move, as I get you know further into this entrepreneurship, and I join like other masterminds like War Room or even like Genius X or Genius Networks, you know, like these big masterminds. I know it's going to matter less and less, but I don't know. In the back of my mind, I still feel like I should have a degree, not necessarily because it makes me look good, but because it just would make me feel like I have this sense of safety checked off in my brain and not necessarily safety like, oh, I'm going to lose it all, but more so like it's kind of like a sense of pride, especially as a black man. And I just would feel you know, just like, uh, just stronger, like mentally by finishing up. So it's something that I may do in the future to finish up. Um, so I have a lot of respect for Yasmina for, for finishing up her degree because, um, and getting into these, you know, top schools because, you know, like studying and, 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 and college, I was, I was tough for me. I didn't have like the best studying habits. And to be honest with you, I didn't even know you had to have like habits. I just thought it was just kind of like I I do I I procrastinate on everything. In high school, first of all, I copied like ninety nine percent of the time. I was copying someone's homework. I rarely, rarely did my own homework. Man, I always had homies that copied off someone, and I copied off someone who they copied off of. And that was my strategy. And then I probably studied for maybe less than five tests in high school, to be honest with you. Like, I never studied. And then coming into college, I studied a little bit more. But it just wasn't, it, it was, I don't know. I was at community college for three years, then I decided to, to, to leave. Around uh, At the second year of community college, that's when I found personal development. That's when I started learning more about Tony Robbins. That's when I started reading more books. And that's when I realized, like, wait a second, like I'm learning more from, from books than I'm learning in my classrooms. Like, why? Like, this really feels like a waste of time. And then I got a sales job and I'm like, 
No, I read this book called The Education of Millionaires by Michael Ellsberg. He says, like, the most successful people mastered sales, marketing, or networking. And I was like, all right, sounds good. Like, I dropped out and I went right into sales. And there's several reasons why I went into sales. I went into sales for number one, I wanted to get better at speaking because I was I was very shy. I was very afraid to speak my mind. And um, I, I just basically went off that book. And then my mentor, he was saying like, yeah, like the most important skill, like if you can be a master at sales, you'll never be out of a job. So as difficult as it was, I, I, went, I went all in with that. And then I met. I met some people, like some more people who are salespeople. And then I realized, hey, you know, these are these are my kind of people. You know, they're they're real, they're honest, they're outspoken. And um like you like sales tip like it depends, you know, because like there's like lazy and sleazy salespeople, and there's people who just rely based on luck. And then it's just, and like maybe some people have like develop a little bit of skill without too much training. But then there's another side of sales. We have people who are like really serious and dedicated and really want to make like a like a really big skill out of this and want to become a master at this. And I know it's like I really gravitated towards those people. I'm like, man, I, I like you you're my kind of people. So I met some good people through sales and I was like, man, I love this. And then once I started getting a little bit into more entrepreneurship. When, um, you know, I went to like, I went to LA fitness, you know, one of my, one of my good buddies, his name was Vince, uh, that guy, he is also just like a, just a master salesperson, uh, just is just the best closer ever. And I remember I went to hot yoga with Vince because hot yoga is probably the most difficult exercise that I've done, like next to jujitsu. I wouldn't even say jujitsu is exercise, even though it is an exercise, um, but like exercising for the sake of exercising hot yoga is by by far like the most challenging thing i've ever done it's very 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 challenging for me specifically so i would take people to hot yoga to test their mental toughness i did it as a test and a screening mechanism i i would do them like let's see how tough you are because my first my first hot yoga class i stopped practicing 15 minutes before the class ended because i couldn't believe it it, I was just, I just got destroyed by the class. And I'm like, all right, well, let's see how strong you are mentally. And let's see how, how well you're able to do. And Vince, you know, that guy passed with flying colors. You know, he, he, he made it through the entire class. I took him to a really challenging class and he made it happen. And then that's when it clicked in my head. I'm like, yep, this is a guy I definitely want to spend more time around. This guy is a winner. And we were driving back from the yoga studio to my house and we're talking about sales and you know i keep like an open mind i don't have like this really strong ego like i'm i'm better i I was working at la fitness longer than he was but there's no doubt in my mind that this man was a better closer than i am you know he did like door-to-door sales and this guy he did that for a couple years and he was a top in his company this man knew what he was doing this man knew how to persuade this man knew how to uh take control of the conversation and he was very persuasive and i'm just sitting there asking him questions about sales persuasion and he said something that i'm gonna butcher i'm butcher's quote but he said something along the lines of i believe 
that I have more power over their ability to decide than they do. (laughs) I believe that I have more ability to get them to decide to move forward than they do. Something like that. He goes, I really believe that. And I was like, damn, that is so powerful. It's no wonder why you're such a beast ass salesperson. Because you have this strong belief that you can convince somebody to move forward. And like you have like control basically over their buying decision to make something happen. And uh yeah, that 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 was my that was my buddy. And then, you know, he's also going into making like yoga pants, excuse me, yoga pants for men and women. And it was, uh, I don't know what he's doing now with that. I have no idea. But like, yeah, like he was really real, open, strong personality. And I'm like, man, like this guy's my kind of person, more like an entrepreneurial sales kind of, you know, had that just, you know, that kind of mindset. And I really appreciated that about him. And I don't know. I think it was. I think it wasn't until I went to like Derek's business conference. I think that's when it was. Or no, 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 no. It, it was when I went to a uh, Brendan Burchard's influencer event, where like it clicked. I'm like, oh yeah, like you can be, you can get, in, you can go into business for yourself. And then it's just like I remember we went. Me and my brother in law, we stayed over. You know, a, another guy that's in war room. His name is Manny. And we stayed at his condo in San Diego. A beautiful view of downtown San Diego. Like just gorgeous view straight from his guest room where he records his podcast, uh, 2000 books. And just like view of like downtown San Diego, right where he's at. And then you can go on the porch and like, or the balcony, I should say, the balcony. And just like, oh, it was so like amazing. And I remember him and my brother-in-law were talking and it was the coolest thing ever because they were just talking, like being so open, so real, so honest with each other. And it was just like really raw, honest communication between two people looking to make something happen for this entity that they built themselves, their business. And these are two people who decided to create their own path to mold something and create something out of thin air and decided to do things on their own. And it was amazing to see these two people interact. And I'm like, oh my God, like I love this so much. And I think that was, I could be wrong, but it was one of the moments where it just clicked in my brain, like entrepreneurship. This is like, this is really for me. This is what I want to do. But the thing is like for a long time, I was scared. I was so afraid of being an entrepreneur. I always liked the idea of being a business owner. For a while, I liked the idea of saying that I was a business owner because I felt like it would uh, it would wow people. It would leave a good impression on people. And I'd feel superior. I'd feel good because, oh, I'm a business owner. Yeah. But but I was, re- I was really afraid. I was super scared. And I didn't know what I'd even open a business in. And, you know, a couple, couple years. So like maybe, um, 2018, I remember me and my, one of my buddies, John, we attempted to start a business, an online business and, you know, doing marketing, like Ty Lopez, SMMA kind of style thing. And for like, for restaurants where we do like photography for them. And we did a little bit of outreach and, 
uh, he was he was really challenging to work with. Not not the not the easiest person to come to agreement with. So that that quickly tanked, and I was my heart wasn't in it because it, it was never about the money. Like it was it was never about let's do like it was always like, but like this isn't an activity that I would like enjoy doing. Like it sounds cool, but I I don't really fully believe in it. Like I my my dream isn't in reaching out to like restaurants or car dealerships and like doing their marketing for them. That that sounds like a lot of work. And I want to do something that I where I can feel like I can tolerate the work because the impact, the like the fulfillment that I get from the job is great. I got some fulfillment from LA Fitness. You know, you'd meet some people and you know, you would, you know, walk them through the process and then you could see it clicking in their brain. And, and the most amazing thing was when you, when I sat down with somebody and they were ready to change their life, they had, they were sick and tired of it. They waited years, sometimes months, sometimes years to bring themselves to the gym. And I had the honor of being there, making them feel comfortable, showing them around the gym, showing them that they can make this happen for themselves. And then the best part is making the sale. The reason why the be- that's the best part is because that just cements their decision for them to go all in. Then it felt amazing to see these people come into the gym. You're just like, you're like rooting for them because I used to be overweight. I was, I was a little hypertensive myself. And I remember I weighed like 210 pounds. I, I was very, very unhealthy. So here, here's a quick story. After high school, I moved away from all my friends. And I had a really big challenge with talking to women. So I think I thought to myself, if I can gain muscle, maybe that's going to help out a lot. So I started putting together like a gym routine. I weighed like 170 at the time. I bought protein powder. I bought creatine. I uh, I, I sucked to like this, these meals where I just ate chicken and rice. And I would, I would eat these breakfasts with like eggs, bacon, rice, sausage, and I always had some kind of protein with rice. And I ate that for a while, like for like six months straight. And I gained weight. I went from like 170 to like 210. But I I thought at the time that I was buff. <laughs> but if you watch my my vlogs on YouTube, you can see that I'm clearly fat. As a matter of fact... I look like David Goggins before he decided to lose all his weight. And it's funny because now today I'm bald and lean and I talk about motivation and discipline and winning battles over yourself, much similar to David Goggins. And he's also this light-skinned black guy. Hey, I think that's pretty cool. But I wanted to, so I did that and I noticed after I gained this weight that, you know, these girls weren't coming, right? Like, this did nothing. I was literally at the same spot. I've been going to the gym for like, you know, four times a week, something like that, eating. And I had this goal in mind to get these girls, but never, never happened. So I just let myself go. I'm like, ah, fuck it. Well, let's see. Well, what else? I don't know. Maybe I'm not meant to, you know, attract women. And maybe she's going to find me one day. I don't know. I wasn't really proactive about it. This was before I, you know, really got into personal development. Now, believe it was February of like 2016. It was either 2016 or 17. 
I don't, I think it was 16. It had to be 16. And I was in my, I was still in college and I was in a health class. And I remember we saw this video of this guy having a heart attack. That scared the shit out of me because like, I thought of myself like, yo, I might be 50, 55, 60 years old and I might have kids and I don't want my kids to worry about me having a heart attack. And I don't want to have to worry about that. Like if I want to prevent that from happening, I got to start taking care of my body right now, immediately. After that, I went up to the nurse's office that day. I weighed myself and I went to the store. I bought like this gallon of water. I said, no, from now on, I'm drinking a gallon of water. I'm going to do something to make, to make a change. I bought Insanity by Sean T. And I, I stuck through it. I started cutting out a bunch of unhealthy foods. I ate a lot of chicken. I ate like rice. I ate a bunch of broccoli and carrots. I ate a flame broiler all of the time. And I was putting in work day in and day out. Every single day, I'll do this. I won't say every single day. I think I was doing it like three times a week. Excuse me. I just ate some food. So I'm like catching my breath and burping all over the place. I, sh- I should I should arrange myself to do my podcast before I eat. But I I commit to this. And after every single workout, I would do my living room. I would walk into my bathroom and I'd look at my body. And I'll just look at him like, all right, like we still got more work to do. We still got more work to do. Still got more work to do. And eventually, I lost my weight. As a matter of fact, I lost 60 pounds in five months. The first month, I lost 20 pounds. And then every month after that, I lost 10 pounds. And I remember my dental hygienist was like, yo, like this is crazy. I remember when you were, you know, when you were fatter. Not only that. But like my dad's friends were like that I was like snorting coke to like prevent myself from eating because I, I looked unhealthy. I looked malnutrition, uh, malnourished because I was exercising a shitload. But I I would drink a gallon of water a day and I was drinking often and I would drink a bunch of water like 10 minutes before I ate. I would eat till I felt OK. I would wait 10 minutes and I drink a bunch of water to fill myself up. And I ate no snacks. Zero snacks at all. I, I stuck to three meals a day and I made sure those meals were healthy, at least my perception of healthy. And I just burned way, 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 way too much. As a matter of fact, I lost so much weight in, so, in such a short period of time where I would get lightheaded from just stepping out of my car. So I'd get out of my car and then I'd have to lean against my car because I felt like I, would, I was going to pass out. And this was happening a lot. I didn't know what to do. I thought something was going to be wrong uh, with my heart. So I remember one day I'm at my homie Matthew's house and we smoked some weed, right? And I had this like heartbeat sensor on my phone and I'm like, and I'm like getting a little paranoid, right? I feel like my heart's beating fast. So I put my finger on the sensor and my heart rate is up through the roof. And now I'm like really nervous. And then I put on my friend's uh, Fitbit and like my heartbeat, yeah, I was like, dude, like, yeah, your heartbeat's really high. And I thought I was gonna have a heart attack. Like legitimately, I thought I was gonna have a heart attack. I was so afraid. I was tripping. I had to step outside of his apartment and I had to just like take some deep breaths. I called my favorite uncle, um, the one that used to start coke in my living room. I called him on the phone because he makes me laugh. Like, no other. That's why he's my favorite uncle. Cause he's like this crazy character. This man's homeless. He's gay. 
and like he has like a boyfriend who has a house that he's not allowed to sleep at <laughs> his boyfriend's name was julio and like they've been having like this breakup to make up relationship for like the last 12 years and like julio also like this sounds like really bad but if you know my uncle like it does it's like it's kind of funny like he's a funny character but like julio like beats the shit out of my uncle sometimes because my uncle he's like this raging alcoholic talks a bunch of shit talks a bunch of shit cusses people out that's why he doesn't he's not allowed to stay at uh, julio's place but my uncle he's figured out how to survive you know he, he he hits up a couple churches uh per day where he's able to where they feed him he goes to the library and he has a phone like that he charges at the library i think I don't know how he pays for his phone bill. I think he trades food food stamps for for money, and he uses that to help pay his phone bill. So I forgot why I was talking about Uncle Jody. Oh yeah, so I was on the staircase and I called Uncle Jody, and I'm talking to him. He's making me crack up, making me laugh, and and that eases my nerves a lot. I actually felt much better after talking to Uncle Jody. Came back in, but I was still a little, I was still tripping a little bit, but I was so afraid. Because I lost so much weight in such a short period of time, and I knew that wasn't good. I scheduled an appointment the next day with a doctor. I went to go talk to my doctor to make sure that I was all right. And he's like, yeah, like, you lost a lot of weight in such a short period of time. Like, like your heart's okay. Like, no worries about your heart. Blah, 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 blah. I had a call off. I literally called off work, too, because I was so afraid. Like, oh, you're fine. You know, everything's all good. I was like... Thank you, Lord Jesus. Like, I am so glad everything's okay. And, and yeah, um, I, I don't know why I just said all of that. I don't know what point I was attempting to make. I, I'm thinking back to, I was talking about, I was talking about, I gained some weight because I thought I was going to get girls. I lost weight because I felt unhealthy. Uh, I really have no idea. I, I like when I come onto this podcast, I literally just speak and just say whatever comes to mind. And and you guys just kind of go on this journey with me. I go sentence by sentence. I'm like really present when I'm telling this. And it's just like I'm talking to a, a friend. I get a lot of my chest. Like right now I'm feeling better. Like earlier today, like early when I got on this podcast, I was like really pissed off. I felt like I was frustrated. But it's just like, all right, let me take some time. Let me st- let me speak it out. Let me allow myself to think through a few things. Like a big thing that helped out a lot during this podcast was when I was talking about the gratitude, meaning like looking at it and and, and putting it into perspective. Where I like looked back uh, about a year ago, I think the biggest thing I was thinking about was like entrepreneurs. It's a certain kind of person, you know. An entrepreneur is a certain kind of person. It's like a person who is like real with themselves. They're honest. Not all of them. But the ones that are going to be successful, like they're the ones who are more like no bullshitters. They're 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 real. They're themselves. They they they're also like they, like think about it. An entrepreneur is like someone who is like aware of themselves and aware that like they're gonna die someday. Like they have they have this like firm sense of like oh yeah like one day I'm going to die. And like, what do I, how do I want to live my life? Well, let me figure out a way to create my own freedom. Let me figure out a way to create my own path and live the life that I want to live, you know, not helping somebody else through like 
bring their dreams to fruition. I don't want to work for somebody else and help them live their dreams. I want to be the one that hires people so they can help me live my dreams and I can help them out, whatever, fulfill their mission, whatever, with whatever their mission is uh, through working with me and supporting them along their journey, whatever it is. The biggest thing is providing them with safety, right? You look at Maslow, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, like people need that security. They need that feeling of safety. It's at the very, very bottom. So like the thing is a lot of people, they get their physical needs net, physical needs met. And then that's that's pretty much it for them, you know. They're they're good. Um, it's a trip, but I, I really love the entrepreneurs that I surround myself with because, yeah, like they they don't get offended when I when I put on Instagram like you know stop hanging out with losers. They don't get offended when I'm talking just mad shit about people who are lazy. They're like, yeah, I feel the same exact way because these people. They're working on, they're going through the same thing I'm, uh, you and I are going through, you know, like you, you're listening to this, like you, you go to that battle too. You know what I'm saying when I say we have this internal battle every single day and the, and the battle looks different for everybody and, and for different stages as well. Like for a long time, I had this battle within myself. Should I go back to school? Should I continue on this path? I don't know. I don't want to, I don't want to X out school. Cause what if I need that down the, down the line, but like, that's going to come at the cost of this and it's um that was the internal battle I went through for a long time. And now the internal battle is just like getting myself to do like the the hard and boring tasks that um I really don't want to do so then I can do the things that I really want to do. And um an entrepreneur is a person who, you know, learns how to deal with their emotions. They figure out, okay, like they like they really take it day by day like, all right, what what did what didn't work yesterday? How can I adjust today? How can I make today better? Um, where did I? Where are the failure points yesterday? Why is it that I wasn't able to catch this flow? Why was it that it was hard for me to be for me to be productive? And okay, like let's course correct. Let's let's do this instead. Let's experiment with this. How how is this going to help me out? Oh oh wow, I found this. This actually really helped out a lot, and I was actually able to catch a flow. Maybe I should implement some implement that that into my routine. And a lot of it is just controlling and dealing with their own emotions. And it's not easy because we have these emotions hardwired into us from hundreds of thousands of years of evolution and figuring out how to survive. So we literally have to battle that to get ourselves to move forward in a direction that get, that brings more uncertainty. And back in the old days, uncertainty meant a potential for death. Because you moved into this uncertain realm, it could be it can be very scary, right? It could potentially be exed out from the tribe. That's why it's so afraid. That's why it's so hard to, you know, get rid of some of your loser friends because that's your tribe. Like you guys are, you guys have a connection with each other. Like we're social creatures. We had to form connections with each other in order to promote our survival, and. It's really challenging to let those people go, especially you care about them. So like, you know, you have this connection and it's not an easy thing at all to separate yourself from those people. But it's another challenge that entrepreneurs have to go through. Like you have to get rid of your loser friends if you want to accomplish success. You can't achieve great amounts of success hanging out with losers. It's impossible. You can't do it. It's not going to happen. So, like, you know, 
whatever you want to call it, quote unquote, the universe or whatever life, you know, it, it tends to you tend you tend to get rewarded by the problems you're able to solve for yourself and other people. So if you're able to solve that problem for yourself, then hey, mate, you can solve that for other people as well. And people will pay you money to help you solve that issue. And um, yeah, anyway, biggest thing is I, I really like entrepreneurs because they're going through the same thing. They they understand the same experience that I'm going through. They understand the struggle. They know the struggle of the uncertainty that you feel. They know the struggle of, you know, testing things out, not knowing if it's working, dealing with the uncertainty, you know, having to explain to friends and family that don't understand, uh, maybe not having support, maybe not having like um, resources. And it's, it's a whole thing. And it's just like everybody wants your money. As I mentioned, everybody's an expert. Everybody can help you out. But it's just like, oh, like it's it's a it's it's a challenging journey. But it's very 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 rewarding. It's been very rewarding for me so far, and I'm still broke. <laughs> Imagine once the money starts rolling in, um, it's gonna be a whole another ball game. So anyway, um, that that's about it for today. I'm feeling a lot better. Uh, The biggest lesson, I guess, from this podcast would be just take some time to reflect and put things into perspective. If you were to go back in time a year ago and you say, hey, a year from now, this is where you're going to be, would you be happy? And if you're not, think about this right now. Think in one year from now, if you're still in the same spot, how would you, like you told, if if your future self came back today, looked you in the eye and said, guess what? A year from now, you're going to be in the same spot. How would that make you feel? Would that make you feel like you just had like a, a knife stabbed in your heart and like someone like twisted it? You're like, oh, no, no, really? Like I didn't make any progress? And they're like, yeah, you need to do something. How would that feel? Or if someone came back from the, like someone came, your, yourself came from the future and you're like, yo, you wouldn't believe what's going on. I can't say much, but it's awesome because you decided to, to take action. I can't say anything about what it looks like, but keep doing what you're doing. Keep hustling. Keep putting in the work. You're going to be really happy. Wouldn't that feel amazing? So put things into perspective like that. Like Just track your actions. What are you doing? Are you really making progress? Are you lying to yourself? Is it challenging to get yourself to do things? Like, think about like what systems can you put in place to help you do that? Like, who can you set an accountability um, system up with that you guys can really truthfully hold each other accountable and you guys can get things done? Um, it's not an easy road. It's a hard journey. It's difficult, but there's a lot of reward that comes with this difficult journey. So, keep your head on straight. Keep that end goal in mind. Keep hustling. Keep getting after it. You got this. That being said, have a fantastic day slash night. Talk to you tomorrow. Peace.